What's up, everybody? This is Britt Jones, and you are listening to Throwback Country Music, the podcast. Be sure you hit that subscribe button. Like us on Facebook at Throwback Country Music Podcast. Go to our website, which is throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com, and join the fun. Today, the episode that you're going to hear is my interview with legendary frontman for the band Restless Heart, Larry Stewart. Larry Stewart, such a good guy, such a great voice. My favorite Restless Heart song of all time is The Bluest Eyes in Texas. That's my hands-down favorite song that that they ever recorded. Well, today you're going to hear Larry talk about his latest project. He did a solo Christmas record, and it's really, really good. And he has a a special guest on there as well that joined him, uh, none other than the one and only Pam Tillis. So sit back, enjoy. Here is Larry Stewart. Well, guys, we are here with Frontman, a legendary group, Restless Heart, Mr. Larry Stewart. Larry, thanks for being on the show. How you doing? Hey, Britt. Doing great. How you doing, sir? Oh, it's good, man. Just uh, been excited to talk to you about this uh, project you, you released a few weeks ago, your Christmas album. And uh, I've listened to uh, some songs on it, and I especially love uh, the song with Pam Tillis. Man, tell us about this album and what made you decide to to throw out a Christmas album now at your in your in, in this part of your career. Well, you know, um, COVID maybe had a little bit of something to do with it, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, actually, it was something that you know that we had talked about. Um, with my boss at Five West Media Group uh, that I work with um, and represent in the national in the national market, mm-hmm. and um, so she said, "Larry, what I've been thinking? What do you think about doing a, a Christmas album of Christmas love songs?" Uh-huh. And I said, "Hmm, that's that's kind of unique, I think." Um, you know, um, Russell's Hunter done a, a Christmas album about five years ago. And uh, so uh, we're just trying to do something, you know, she said, do something a little different. What do you think? So we dove in and looked at some of the songs that might be kind of love song Christmas stuff. And so we found this group of songs that seem to be mostly sung by women. Yeah. So, <laughs> Celine Dion and... Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey, a couple of hers, and Carpenters, and, um, and you know, and so there's others from some guys, but uh, we just kind of put these songs together, and along with my producer, Brent Raider, um, we just tried to dive in and make it up my own, you know? Yeah. Uh, simplify it, and, because the, the songs are great, the lyrics are a wonderful and, and you know and I just love country country. I mean Christmas music yeah. anyway. <laughs> um and I'm just a Christmas freak. Oh and, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, we we can't kinda uh, you know we kinda hit it farther than I thought we would with some of these songs, mm. you know. Just being so out of the norm for my style and anything that Russell and uh, I think we pulled it off, and I'm just really proud of the album. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, you, you should be proud of it, man. The, um, one of the songs that I really dig 
of course, I love All I Want for Christmas is You. I'll get to that in a second, but is the Michael Bublé's uh, Cold December Night. Uh, yeah. The way the the that that's a really cool uh, take on it, man. Um, is that one of yours that you did? You have a hand in? Yeah, man. That you together? know that's just such a great musical track. You know, with the you know the bells and the, you know the hook at the top, and, and yeah. just, you know, it just has it just has that Christmas at home. You know, family, and, and then the love thing all at the same time. It's got so many elements to that song. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Um, so who, whose idea was it to contact Pam Tillis about All On For Christmas Is You? Did you think, I got to have a female on this? Or what, what was the idea behind that? Well, that song has been recorded a, you know, a million times, yeah. you know, of course. And it's just a, a great standard. And I, and I just loved it. I wanted to cut it, but I was wanting to do something different. And, you know, Pam and I go way back. We were singing demos in Nashville. Oh. Uh, back before we ever had record deals. Oh, wow. And so I've known her a long time. And, uh, you know, and, you know, we come from the same era of music. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when she sings, you know, it's her. You know, uh-huh. it doesn't sound, she sounds like her. Yeah. Like so many other of the female voices of that era. And so to come full circle, I reached out and said, hey, you know, I'm doing a Christmas album. We cut. You know, all I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. And wonder if we could give, you know, it a shot to do a duet. And she was wide open. Um, and so um, we we kind of worked on it. And she went and sang and, and tried to make it her part, get the right key. And then we kind of put together the, we kind of just put it together. And <laughs> and just proud of the way it turned out. Oh, that's I've awesome. always loved, loved singing with Pam. Oh, I bet. She's, she's a great gal. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 what people say, man. Um, well, and also you uh, wrote or you co-wrote the title track "Every Day Is Christmas." How'd that come about? Well, you know, Brett, I have written about fifteen Christmas songs over my career, and they all stunk. Uh. <laughs> I finally wrote one that I thought was, you know, was worth um, cheering, and, and and I was so excited about. It. I wrote it with Brent. Raider, my producer, mm-hmm. a great female songwriter and artist, her own right, Lisa McCassa. And, yeah. and, you know, we wrote the thing one day, and I went home, and, every, you know, I go to bed, wake up in the middle of the night, wake up in the morning singing, you know, every day is Christmas, baby, and I was singing the heck out of it. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't quite finished yet, so I called and said, okay, guys, I think we have something here. Uh, will you allow me to just kind of make it my own? And I said, go for it. So that's what I did. Yeah. And they liked the way it finished out, and then Brent, you know, we went for it and put real horns and you know, real strings and, and just really blew it out. And it's just, again, um, you know, I'm so, so proud. I finally wrote, a, a, you know, a good Christmas <laughs> song and, and it turned out great. I thought. Oh, that's awesome, man. Uh, well, I, I, you know, because of COVID and all that, I guess you're not able to really tour this Christmas album much, are you? No, we're not. You know, and Restless Hearts always done a Christmas tour. But um, we weren't, you know, we weren't able to do that this year. I mean, really, nobody's doing too much around Christmas. Right. Uh, So we're not going to get to tour. And it's just really a a hate that 
Yeah. I'm not going to be able to, you know, sing my new Christmas song from my new Christmas album. But, mm. um, you know, it is what it is. And yeah. we'll hopefully pick up next year. But uh, it's just really cool for me to put out some new music. Yeah. That, you know, our fans, my fans that, you know, looking for some cheer in, you know, COVID year 2020 and have some new music to listen to and enjoy the holidays with. And so it's really proud that i could pull it together and yeah. time to, to put it out for christmas oh that's awesome um well one thing i've noticed that you have been doing uh ever so often are your are the facebook live concerts that's that's been really cool for your fans to to log in and at least get a little bit of a concert right yeah yeah man I mean, I'm, you know and early on i thought well let's just keep the fans you know engaged and i'll just go on and do a little you know, saying maybe do it two or three of them. Yeah. You know, seven minutes, seven months later, I was still doing them. <laughs> <laughs> it just, you know, um, I, I haven't done it the last couple of weeks because I've been we've been traveling. Russell's Heart had some shows. Yeah. So, um, so I wasn't able to do them. I took a little break anyway, and we get to take a break from it. But um, you know, probably kind of pick some of that up here, especially during the holiday seasons. Oh, no doubt. Of these new things, but yeah, Larry goes live at five. Just kind of took on a life of its own, and you know, I got some you know response that people just love being able to. You know, along with others, there's a bunch of other great artists, you know, friends oh, yeah. of mine, Billy Dean, oh, yeah. Richie McDonald, other people that are, you know, taking the time out to, to entertain the folks. No doubt. Keep everybody happy and put a smile on their face during a, you know, a tough year. And yeah. so it was, it's been fun to do. I bet, man. So, so y'all have done a couple of shows. How's that been out on the road with all, with yeah. everything? Oh, it was great. Uh, you know, we did uh, mostly or outdoor shows. Yeah. You know, we did one or two indoor that were social distancing shows. Yeah. Most of them were outdoor. We did one drive, drive-in show last weekend at the South Fork in Dallas. Oh, how'd that go? And so that's, the, it went fine. I okay. Mean, people seemed to like it. I mean, you know, instead of having people up close and clapping, they were honking their horns. Yeah. Know? Well, I've seen several people <laughs> doing those. It I, was really weird, but in some kind of crazy way, you know, yeah. we could tell people were having a good time. Okay. People were, you know, clapping and yelling back at us, hand honking horns. Yeah. And, you know, everybody's just trying to make the best of it. Ah, well, that that's awesome, man. That really is cool. Um, and also for the, for the people that are listening to the show right now, uh, you did release your uh, solo record, Shifting Gears. Um, and, oh yes, sir. Yeah, and tell us a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, I, uh, I, I uh, got the opportunity to do you know solo album too because we you know just hadn't gone in and done any any recording uh, of any new material. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, last year. Uh, year and a half ago or so, whatever, um, uh, the same company allowed me to, ask me to go in and, you know, so you need to be making music. And I said, well, uh, if you want me to, I'll do it. <laughs> so, um, you know, wrote some songs and, you know, did a couple of covers and got my old buddy Gordon Kennedy, who was the very first person I'd ever met out of baseball when I came to Belmont University in Nashville because that's what brought me to Nashville was baseball, baseball scholarship. And the first non-baseball person I met was Gordon Kennedy. (laughs) And uh, he's a world-class guitar player. He co-wrote Change the World for Eric Clapton. And uh, after we, 
you know, I went, he did that after I went and joined Russell's Heart. But we brought full circle and um, asked him if he'd produce it for me. And, and uh, just so proud of that album as well. And we uh, released uh, All the White Line Goes and did a video on that. We got some great response from that. So, man, just trying to keep making music, trying to keep it alive, trying to keep a smile on people's face. And, uh, you know, for now, that's kind of what it's all about. Well, you're doing a great job at it. But uh, I just want to rewind real quick because I know some people, probably a lot of people, they, they don't realize that you your passion for baseball and that you had a baseball scholarship. And that's what really brought you to Nashville the fir- at first, right? Yeah. That's totally because I really... I really didn't know what, you know, the chasing the dream of the music industry was at the time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just, I had no idea coming out of high school and going into college. I got a chance to play some college baseball and junior college. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so I did. And oddly enough, my, my father, it was really good friends with some people, Jerry Crestfield, who was a producer in town, Joe Muscato, who worked for Elvis, and just had some people that he knew, and um, he passed away when I was 18, and then I went out to college, and those friends of his in Nashville called uh, the head coach um, of Belmont at the time, yeah. and I said, hey, we got this guy, this young man who's from Kentucky, who's a really good baseball player, we seen, his name was Coach Whitten. And, uh, once you, you know, was thinking, wondering if you'd go, you know, watch him play because he, you know, we'd love to get into town and he's, he's a good ball player. So he and the assistant head coach went and watched me play, um, at, it's called, a place called Volunteer State, mm. uh, in North Nashville, junior college there. And I hit two home runs in one game and they offered me a scholarship to come to Belmont. So oh, that wow. was kind of God's way of getting yeah. me where I was supposed to be. No doubt. And uh, set me up and put me in front of the right people and all of a sudden, you know, he uh I, I was struck down with mono and hepatitis. What? My junior year. And I said, you know, I played baseball since I was six years old and I I'm working at MCA BMI and and, and kinda of learning the craft. Oh. I think I'm just gonna kinda uh finish school and and I had no idea, though, that I was going to be a league singer in a band. No doubt. But one thing led to another, man, and um, they asked me to be a part of this band they were putting together. <laughs> Larry, no doubt. So I initially said no. No way. And, uh, you know, because I said, graduating from college and then go be a country singer playing, you know, <laughs> yeah. across America. Yeah. Something made me say yes, and we tried it out, and, you know, one thing led to another, and in April, we recorded our album, we finished it up, we got a record deal by September, and our first single came out in January, called Let the Heartache Ride, and we never looked back, we got on tour with Alabama, and we, again, never looked back. Man. It was an amazing experience. Y'all's first tour was with Alabama? Oh, yeah, our first show in front of an audience was opening for Alabama. We never, we, we had, wow. we put our band together and yeah. a couple of the guys were session musicians and, you know, so we, we had a single coming out and didn't even have a name for the group. Oh, wow. So Joe Galani at uh, RCA said, guys, it'd be nice to put a name for the band on your first singles and then they were sending the radio. Real, so we had to come up with a name and it's yeah. a song 
on our first eight-sided album called Restless Heart. It's a great song, too. And it was our guitar player's idea, so we uh, we named, you know, we told them what we thought, and they loved the name, and they put Restless Heart on there. And uh-huh. Released it as a single, we top 25, and then we just kept putting singles out, getting top 10s, and then number ones, and our very first song, first show, ever in front of an audience was at Murphy Center in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, opening for Alabama. And that was what uh, got us to tour with him for the next year. I bet you that got... kind of helped us introduce ourselves to country music fans across the country. I bet you got bit by the bug that night. And, man. I, I, I threw up. Before I <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. I did. That, that's the bug I got. <laughs> can still go y'all, y'all still tour and you still have fans and new fans and uh that, that come out and, and watch y'all because restless heart had such a distinct sound from the harmonies to the instruments it's just uh it's definitely still a uh, a mainstay in, in the world of country music well you know we've uh, we've been together so long now us and like the diamond rios of the world we we work with a lot Shenandoah, i mean just realize that a lot of the fans, a lot of our fans, a lot of country music fans who had kids who have just kind of followed their parents and listened to our music through their parents. And now we we see young folks coming out to our shows, mm. singing all the words of the song. Oh, yeah. You know, the whole 90s movement is really kind of a, a neat thing happening out no. there on the road. Oh, um, yeah. Because people just, you know, uh, like it all. But there's something about that era of music, the mm-hmm. musicianship, the songwriting from that era is just different. Yeah. And people still enjoy listening to that style of, of music. So uh, that's good for us. We love, we love playing it for them. Oh, man. I bet you do. Larry, thank you so much, man. I'll, I'll let you uh, get back to your life up in Tennessee. and uh, But we appreciate you coming on. And, you know, we can... Everyone, you can go to iTunes, of course, and, and check out this new latest Christmas project. Uh, yeah, you can stream it wherever you yep. stream music, and also you can go to LarryStewartMusic.com. Right. You know, if you stream it and you like the uh, Every Day is Christmas album, um, how you can go to LarryStewartMusic.com, order it, and I'll sign a copy. And oh, that's even better. Yeah. LarryStewartMusic.com. That's great. I'll put that on the website too, Larry. 
Awesome. Brent, thank you so much. Enjoy talking to you. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. What a great interview that was. Larry Stewart is awesome. Be sure you check out his latest project, Every Day is Christmas. It dropped Friday, October 23rd, so it is out now. Download it on iTunes, wherever you get your music from. You will love this album, especially the song Every Day is Christmas. Such a good song. You can go to YouTube and listen to it as well. So be sure you hit that subscribe button uh, on our podcast. And uh, so you can join us each and every week for free and listen to some really cool interviews. We have some really cool interviews coming up. Uh, the next show will be Black Hawk's lead singer, Henry Paul. Black Hawk just released a brand new album. It's a double live album that they recorded at Eddie's Attic in Atlanta, Georgia. And wow, it is awesome. I was a huge Black Hawk fan back in the day. And this is the second time I've got to talk to... Uh, I've had the opportunity to talk to Henry Paul, lead singer of Black Hawk, but you'll really, you're, you're going to really dig this album. It's so good, especially if you like live music and Black Hawk put out the hits in the 90s, no doubt about it. Uh, also coming up is uh, Shenandoah, lead singer Marty Rabin. They just released a new project uh, and they have some really cool songs on their, on, on their album, including the brand new duet with Mr. Blake Shelton. And then we have Mr. Colin Ray coming up on the show in a few weeks. Colin Ray was a hit and maker in the 90s. Uh, such a soulful, incredible, pure country voice. And he was the voice of uh, my childhood. I remember listening to Colin when I was a kid. Uh, and he is just, and he, and he still sounds incredible. Still sounds flawless live. So anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been fun. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you will tell your friends about us. If you love 90s country, this is the place to come each and every week. So please hit that subscribe button. Uh, give us a five-star rating. Write a review. Let us know how much you love the show. And uh, let me know some guests to bring on, and I'll try to make it happen. Have a great week. God bless you.